we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid conservative, just plain right, covering some major ground across the northern half of the great state of Alabama. I'm talking about this show goes way down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville. Tuscaloosa back over to Gadsden, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi, all thrown in just for good measure. Um, text lines are wide open. Uh, Shelton from Harvest has texted in and said, I'm a 75-year-old grandfather and did not get to text yesterday. After listening to your opening monologue, I was ready to go sign up. That was yesterday's monologue on the uh, – yeah, that was a good one. Uh, that was the, uh, the one where the Medal of Honor winner talked about uh, uh, basically – uh, if you come against our country, someone else will be raising your children. And that was, I think that one fired up some people. But, yeah, hey, Shelton, thank you much, man. appreciate you being a listener. Uh, Dustin from Hazel Green, um, he sent me some stuff. I'll take a look at it. Dustin, appreciate that very much. Um, and then uh, Jeff from Indiana says, you have Boomer bouncing off the walls. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, if we give you coffee, I guess. Oh, yeah. I probably would be. There, oh, ha, let's do this. Here we go. <laughs> there was a, squirrel. There was a uh, – there was this, I've forgotten what the name of it was. This guy used to call in uh, to people and do prank calls and, and say, well, how big an old boy are you? I can come over there and fight. Ain't nothing for me to whoop a man. And he would challenge him. But he called one time, and it was hilarious. He called this little restaurant. He goes, yeah, I want to know which one of you boys gave, gave, gave my feller some caffeine coffee. And he goes, what are you talking about? You gave my boy some caffeine coffee. He's done gone crazy, drive off the road. Every bit of it's your fault. You give him that caffeine coffee. That caffeine coffee. And so anyway, yeah. <laughs> Boomer, give you some caffeine coffee. I'm gonna get that caffeine coffee. And Jeff from Holly Pond wants to know what you drink in the morning. Do you do you do you have a morning wake up drink? I no, not really. I mean, I drink water right now, right before a run. That's about it. <laughs> I just I just don't understand this at all. <laughs> I mean, I guess I sometimes I have like a protein shake, but I don't know. Boomer. I know. I need. I need some type of routine, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the eye if you can't see it already. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, it's Roy D. Mercer. Thank you so much, Dustin from Hazel Green. It was Roy D. Mer. It's Roy D. Mercer. Yeah. How big an old boy are you anyway? Make me come on over. There. Ain't nothing for me to whoop a man. That's uh, anyway. Yeah, it was hilarious. Roy D. Mercer, caffeine coffee. All right, let's jump into the triple dipper. Um, so, so here's the thing. Action by state officials. Uh, it's interesting when you look at the Tenth Amendment. Okay, I'm so oh, did I just I totally switched gears, didn't I? I just jumped right out of caffeine coffee and I went straight into business. But here's the deal: the state action is sometimes designed to prevent federal action on purpose. I mean, sometimes it's interstate, all right, like it's going to be you know you and another state. Sometimes it's intrastate, and I get that. Sometimes intrastate activity is very important, too. It's amazing. Like, here's a story, by the way. Before I jump into what you can do as a state agency or a state official regarding federal overreach, here's one that I just appreciate. This is a clear indication that the attorney general is not just about prosecuting crimes. He's about supporting and defending the people of the state. So this case I uh, got in front of me, this, this story comes off of 1819 News, came out today. Says Attorney General Marshall files a lawsuit to prevent scheduled release of over 400 inmates. So apparently, just uh, in 2021, the current legislature, which would be after I left, um, the current legislature passed a bill that retroactively applies back to 2015 and allows for mandatory release of prisoners uh, when they are within three to 12 months of their sentence. But the law requires if there was a violent crime, that the victims be notified. Well, the attorney general has now filed a lawsuit to prevent the early release of 400 inmates. He says he did it because, in his view, 
Uh, the Bureau of Pardons and Paroles, it's uh, chaired or directed right now by my, my friend, former state senator Cam Ward, uh, and Alabama Com- Department of Corrections Commissioner John Hamm. He says they have not done their job on notifying the victims of the violent crimes that the victimizer may be released from prison early. They have a right to know that. Um, Marshall's lawsuit claims the ADOC, the Department of Corrections, has yet to carry out the notification of victims' families as is required by the 2021 law. And now Marshall is seeking an emergency motion for temporary restraining order to prevent the release. Uh, uh, Senator Ward, uh, Cam Ward, Director Ward, I guess he is now, uh, the Bureau of Pardons and Paroles, he, he, he literally basically threw it off on Aaliyah. He says the notification process, that's Aaliyah, the Alabama law enforcement agency, state troopers and all. He said that's their gig, and, and that's, I'm paraphrasing. That's what he said. Um, anyway, the end result is sometimes the action of our state officials is to protect us in trust state. But what's really interesting to me in light of the topic that I had today in my monologue is what it's like when you see state entities, state executives, state uh, officials take a stand for something that falls within their wheelhouse against a federal overreach, which is exactly what the 10th Amendment is for. So here's another story. This also came from 1819 News. It came out uh, today. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall joins a lawsuit over the Department of Labor's new ESG rules. So if you remember, we've talked about it on the show many times, ESG, Environmental, Social, and Governance. ESG is when Basically, it's not about how much profit you make for your shareholders or the people for, for, for whom you manage a portfolio. It's not about that at all. It's not about, you know, profitability and your, your credit score if you're applying for lending for your business. No, it's not that at all. It's about how woke you are. It's about whether you care more about green energy policies and the LGBTQ agenda and whether or not you support, um, you know, pushing back against Ron DeSantis's uh, bill that, that keeps from the sexualization of children in, in elementary school. ESG, environmental, social governance, is apparently this, the hot button right now, so much so that the Federal Department of Labor recently came out with a ruling that says that 401k managers may direct clients' money that they manage into ESG investments and, quote, undermine the protections for retirees outlined in the, in, in the, in the ERISA Act, which is a uh, Employee Retirement Income Security Act. All that to say, no, that's not your role. If you're managing the monies of someone who retired so that they can have, you know, a gainful uh, opportunity based on their savings and their work over the years, your job is not to go, we need to find an investment fund where they, they support green energy deals and where wind farms are part of the package. No, your job is to say, how can I maximize your return? And and, and in short on something that's illegal, I mean, what you want to do is you want to find those things that are maximizing a return. And Attorney General Steve Marshall has now had to join a lawsuit with multiple other attorneys general, 24 other attorneys general, actually, around the nation, that are saying, look, Department of Labor, you can't just go make a rule. You can't just say, hey, uh, here's what's going to happen, because that violates the fiduciary obligations. And, oh, by the way, some of those fund site managers you just gave that rule to, they handle trillions of dollars, trillions in state retirement funds, which means you're impacting the ability of the state to provide for its people. So 
here we have it. Here's the quote. Attorney General Steve Marshall, in a statement on Monday, yesterday, says, Yet again, the Biden administration is attempting to promote its radical climate agenda at the expense of everyday Americans and their hard-earned money. With growing fears of a possible recession and rampant inflation, it is unconscionable to permit asset management to risk trillions of dollars in working-class Americans' retirement savings in pursuit of an unrealistic and radical environmental agenda. And he goes on to say they're going to take it all the way to court. And so, yeah. So state action. When I say the Tenth Amendment matters, that's a classic example. Hey, Biden administration, you had no authority to do that. You cannot just simply say, fund site managers do these things because those fund site managers are handling state retirement funds. You can't do that. So we have massive numbers of state retirees who could possibly see a loss because they were told by the federal government we should you know, push for green energy or push for you know, activist agendas or what. No. And the Attorney General, right? Thank you, Attorney General Steve Marshall. Um, yeah. All right, here's another one. Love this. You've seen the southern border. We've talked about it on the show multiple times. Who is the federal border czar? Um, 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 yeah, that crickets. Who's the federal border czar? Exactly. Thank you very much. So, so here's the thing. Allegedly, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris was appointed to be the border czar. I don't know that she ever really took on the role. Um, she never rejected the role, which means technically it's been an assigned duty that she's just neglected, I guess. But most recently, just yesterday, I had a story. New York City Mayor Eric Adams said that he was told with regards to his claims that the, the border issues are affecting New York City that he should talk to the point person for the federal government, and his response was, I don't know who that is. Well, in Texas, you're going to know who it is. Fox News points out that Texas GOP Governor Greg Abbott on Monday just announced the state's first-ever borders are to address the influx of migrants coming through the U.S.-Mexico border. This is a classic example. A minute ago, I had a policy that was overt. Now we have what I would call a subversive policy, which is like having no policy, basically, at the southern border. And the states are having to take their own action. And the states are having to say, listen, okay, federal government, we have a sovereign duty to our citizens, and you're crushing their souls right now. And so Texas GOP Governor Greg Abbott on Monday, this week, announced the state's first ever border czar. He tapped a veteran Border Patrol agent guy named Mike Banks to serve as, quote, special advisor on border matters to the governor. And he also, by the way, is supposed to daily collaborate with the Department of Public Safety in Texas, the Texas Military Department, and all other states. He basically, he's the, he's, the, he's the cat wrangler. He's the guy who's going to herd up things and, and go into some type of a joint operative, operative mode where he's going to tell the governor, this is what they're doing. Here's how we transfer those assets over. Here's the combined arms plan to get this done. And you don't see that from the federal government right now, do you? I mean, the Customs and Border Patrol is overwhelmed. And the state of Texas is having to do things like it's got Operation Lone Star. They're having to use their own National Guard. They're trying to build their own wall. They're, they're, they're being threatened with legal action by the federal government if they build a wall. But yet, there's no activity on the level necessary from the federal government. So what's the state supposed to do? In this case, the state has taken action, named its own border czar, and it's going to take whatever necessary action it has to to protect its citizens. Love that. Tenth Amendment. 
Boomer, take us to a break, brother. We'll do a break right now. I'm going to come right back. You're going to want to hear. So right now we got mm, Ron DeSantis going to court with uh, the Biden administration a couple weeks ago. We got attorneys general saying you can't tie free and reduced lunch monies for schools to the LGBTQ agenda. And they're having to go to court to say so. I'm telling you, that 10th Amendment, y'all, it's a good thing we have it. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right, making it cool to be a conservative. Uh, we've got uh, the text lines are just all over the place right now. Some some folks are, are chiming in on the Roy D. Mercer, Bob from Decatur that says, how big an old boy are you? That, yeah, that was Roy D. Mercer, he says. Um, and then Dwayne from Winfield says, you're right, Roy D. Mercer, but uh, I, I can't, I can't, I can't tell what he's saying there. But anyway, by the way, something about being in D.C. But anyway, uh, Jeff from Holly Pond says that's what we should all do, I guess. But I got to have my coffee. Um, did you, by the way? Oh, yes. So what? we just got an email and it had a sound effect on it. Well, is this the one from Big Dave? It's or, the one from Big Dave. Big Dave, our, 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 our dude down yonder in Birmingham. We love you, Big Dave, by the way, at our Birmingham affiliates. What did he send you? Coffee time. Coffee. Coffee, 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 coffee. Cappuccino. Java. Yes. <laughs> he just sent you that just now. That's what he said. <laughs> uh, it made me laugh. Oh, well, Charlene is on me, uh, Boomer. Why is this? You got me in you got me in trouble with the lovely Charlene. Oh no. Yeah, she says I'm 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 harping too much on the coffee thing. Oh no, it's all right. I told her you were a big boy, you can handle it. I'm a big boy. How big an old boy are you? <laughs> Don't make me come over there. Uh, I'll, I'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Uh, David from Huntsville texting in says, uh, wishing that Kay Ivey would identify as Ron DeSantis or Greg Abbott for at least a week. Um, that's that's interesting. Um, Jeff from Indiana says, uh, Vladimir Putin is our borders are. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, Tony from Piedmont. Uh, I sent like multiple texts and now I got to go back and figure out which one he wants me to refer back to. So, Tony, I'll get back to it. Uh, Raven from Russell says coffee, breakfast of champions. Yes, indeed. All right. Hey, next case I've got here. And by the way, top of the hour, you're going to want to stay tuned. Our buddy Jeff Poor is going to call in. And Jeff's been around politics for a long time. He also not only does what he does with 1819 News, but he's been with Breitbart. Uh, he's also got his own radio show. I want his perspective on whether he thinks that we're seeing more and more pushback against an overreaching federal government or if it's just my imagination. But, um, it's my show, so I know I'm right. <laughs> anyway, a story here on Politico. Phil, did you go to Politico? I did. Anyway, Politico has a story that came out January 9th. DeSantis' lawsuit against Biden over immigration opens in Florida. So, yeah, uh, attorney generals can do it, um, and uh, so can governors. Governor Ron DeSantis and President Joe Biden's long-running fight over immigration moved on Monday from a battle of rhetoric to one of testimony and legal arguments. A federal judge in Pensacola 
heard opening arguments in DeSantis's lawsuit against Biden, which claims that the White House is neglecting current immigration policy. Yeah, think. <laughs> What's, what kill, kills me is the Biden Department of Justice, their argument was, we're just doing what the policies are. There's no new policies by the administration directing, encouraging, or hinting at releasing. Well, how about this? In the absence of doing something, you have effectively said no. All right? There's, there's an old phrase. I don't know if I made it up or, just, or learned it in the Army, but, you know, a, you know a, there's the whole thing about a failure to plan is a plan to fail. Well, you know, saying nothing is like saying no. So, in essence, you're choosing not to take action. That is your policy. What a, what a lame argument. But DeSantis, has says, alleges the Biden administration has allowed thousands of migrants into the U.S. each month by ignoring policies to detain them, with many winding up in Florida. And the governor's administration contends the migrants threaten public safety. They cost the state money as it needs to accommodate more people in prisons and, uh, and, and schools and health care systems. All said and done, uh, we've even got, you know, mayors like uh, Lori Lightfoot and Eric Adams, you know, bless their hearts, uh, as liberal as they can be. That are, that are screaming now because they don't know how to take care of who's been surging into their areas from the uh, illegal border crossings. But Republican-led states like Florida, it says, have seen a surge in migrants. And DeSantis this past Friday, or a couple weeks ago actually, activated the Florida National Guard in response to hundreds of Cubans coming in by boat. And, it's, and listen, in the absence of a policy, you have effectively established a policy of absence. All right, You're basically saying we're not going to do anything. <laughs> we're not going to do anything. Meantime, you spent years talking about sanctuary cities and, hey, you know, we would, if they came here, we would take care of them and love on them and pet them and feed them and give them all that they need. And so what they do, they heard that and they came. And now you're like, wait, what? You want us to feed you, house you? Do what now? How do we do this? Well, you know what? Now we're stuck. You hung out the bait and you're wondering now why you caught the, uh, the fish. Well, that's, that's where we are. A failure to act is in effect a federal policy, and the states are having to say something about it. Now, this topic is going to go on. In a minute, we're going to come back and have our discussion with Jeff Poor, and then I'll wrap this thing up probably at the end of his comments. But literally, what I'm, I've got two more stories here that we'll get into. Like, for instance, Alabama is a decidedly pro-life state. I was a very pro-life state senator when I was in the legislature. I was proud to be the sponsor of multiple bills, some of which came into law themselves and others I supported. We are a pro-life state. When that happens, and you have the Dobbs decision that said that Roe v. Wade is now overturned and the decision has been devolved to state action, and we as a state say, here's what we are, the federal government does not have the right then to come back and say, yeah, it's not what you are. We don't like that. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. In fact, we're going to send abortions your way. Abortion pills in the mail, VA clinics doing abortions. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, too. But yeah, that... And then the other one that really irks me is the very idea that children are being held hostage. What does that mean? Well, ruling that came out last year that we're still fighting right now. It's free and reduced lunch money. You only get it if you activate the LGBTQ agenda in the school that receives it. No. How about, how about feed the kids? That's what matters. All right, folks. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Jeff Poor coming up next. Y'all stay tuned.
Are you right?